You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What up? This is Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 7. The Baltimore Ravens are making a trip to the Northwest as they take on the Seattle Seahawks. Before we get into the details, I'm going to toss it over to my producer, Nasa Choby, with the injury update. All right. Thanks, Michael. Uh, Head coach Pete Carroll stepped to the podium on Wednesday to give a couple key injury updates on several guys who've missed time lately. He talked about DJ Fluker, Dwayne Brown, and Will Disley. Yeah. Uh, he went through the walkthrough. I'll, I'll, I'll know more here when we see how he can handle it. Um, we're, we're, we're day-to-day. You know, we don't, we don't know. Uh, I can't tell you nothing. And I wouldn't know anything until Friday at, at the earliest. What's the plan with Dwayne? Um, he's, he was not able to go through walkthrough yet today. What's next for Will Disley? Uh, we'll have surgery tomorrow, um, as far as I know. I, I, that's what I was told. So there you go. You heard it from the coach. We'll definitely keep you guys updated on Fluker, Brown, and really unfortunate news about Will Disley, such a competitor, and has been so good to this program since he's been here. So really tough to see him go down, having surgery this week, but we know it's just setting up a bigger comeback. So prayers up to you, Will Disley. I know I said that last week, but just hoping the best for you in your recovery. All right, but moving forward, Michael, the Ravens, they took on the Bengals in week six, and they beat them 23-17. to The final score is a little closer than the game actually went. Uh, the Ravens kind of dominated the ball on the ground, and it sounded a little bit like this. Second down and six. Pistol formation. Ingram is the back. Jackson will keep it off the fake. Left side, 15, 10, 5. Jackson taken down at the one-yard line, just shy of the pylon. No, they signal touchdown. He got in hitting the pylon. Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens put it in the end zone, capping their opening drive with only one pass in the series. And the read option completely baffling Nick Vigil on the edge for the Bengals. Power formation in the eye. Give us to Ingram off right tackle. Ingram stretching forward. Touchdown, Mark Ingram. All right, Michael, what did you see from uh, the Ravens last week? I saw two former Heisman Trophy winners going to work in that backfield. Lamar Jackson threw for over 200 yards. He ran for over 100. It's just so tough on the defense when you have to account for a mobile quarterback and a guy who can throw the football. I think that's been kind of the knock on him, and I've and I've seen him improve in the passing game. And then you combine that with Mark Ingram, the savvy veteran, spent some years in New Orleans. He rushed for 52 yards. I just saw an offense that can control the tempo of the game, a lot similar to an offense I know up in the mm-hmm. Northwest where we run the ball 30 to 40 times and control the tempo of the game. I saw a solid team, 4-2 and two in their division. They're two games ahead. They're Division's kind of weak right now, but they're taking advantage. You can't blame them. Overall, I just saw a solid football team. Not a great football team, not a Super Bowl contending football team, but a football team that can win games because at the end of the day, they can force you to play 
their type of football. And honestly, it starts with the quarterback. You're going to hear us talk a lot about Mr. Lamar Jackson on this podcast today, but it definitely starts with him. He had a record-setting day, according to Pro Football Reference. Um, he was the first quarterback to have a 200-plus passing yards and 150-plus rushing yards. The first person to do that since uh, Colin Kaepernick back in 2013 NFC Divisional Round versus Green Bay. And uh, here's Jim, excuse me, John Harbaugh talking about his performance from uh, last week. It does mean something. I mean, I, I, to me it does. I mean, Lamar, to his credit, you know, he's, he's about winning the game. And really, I think the point is, is that's what it took to win the game. I mean, we needed him to run the ball like that to win the game. Uh, that, there was a necessity in the game, the way they played us. And he, and he did it, you know, and, and we won the game. So I think that's where he's coming from on it. Uh, setting records and things like that, yeah, it's not really what you think about now, but someday it'll mean something to him. So um, proud of him. The dude's special, Michael. The dude is just special. Yeah, he's special. He has, the way I describe him, I, I, someone asked me to describe him. I said he has the Russell Wilson elusiveness combined with Kyler Murray's quickness and kind of the top-end speed of a Mike Vick, and he's working on his arm. He's got, like, pieces of almost every mobile quarterback that we've seen come through the league. So, dangerous guy. I must say I'm a little nervous this week. I just want us to contain that young fella. So, we're going to move into our key matchups like we just talked about. It's about Lamar Jackson versus everybody. Last week, he was 21 of 33, 236 passing yards, 152 rushing yards. That's eight yards per carry. He's the first QB in the Super Bowl era to have 200 passing yards and 150 rushing yards in a regular season game. I would have thought Mike Vick would have had those type of numbers. Yeah, man. I would have thought that too, Mike Vick, even a Russell Wilson at some point. But 150, that's a lot of yards, man. That's a lot of yards on the ground. 150. Chris Carson will take 150 every week if he could. Um, everything this team does is predicated on the quarterback. Quarterback option. Um, sprint option, get them outside the pocket. There's movement before every single snap. They're trying to get the defense to communicate and have some type of mix-up, and they've done a great job of that so far. This year, he's 127, 195, 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns, and five picks. Not bad for a guy who um, was considered just to be a running quarterback. Those numbers, passing numbers, aren't golly. They aren't great, but they're good enough to put them in the upper half of the quarterback play this year. Um, he has 400 yards rushing this year and five touchdowns. This kid is a special. Um, how are we supposed to defend him? Like I said before, you just got to do your job. All right, hit the running back every single play. Try to hit the quarterback every single play. De be disciplined with the motions. It's all about communication. Another matchup, Mark Ingram versus Seahawk front seven. He had a productive start to 2019, 87 carries, 425 yards, seven touchdowns. He spent his first eight years in New Orleans, so he knows how to win. Mm -hmm. He played one of the greats, Drew Brees. He'll be a Hall of Famer. I listened to him speak this morning in the, uh, the Wingo show, and he mentioned how he has the poise of, of, of Drew Brees. Um, he wants to learn. Um, he's way beyond his years. He's saying all the right things to make you believe that this guy can be a pro bowler in the future. It's, I mean, the thing, when I think about Lamar and I think about that offense, I think early on, I'm not comparing in Russell Wilson in the sense that they're the same player, but early on in Russell's career, like 2012, 2013, a lot of times people would just look at the passing yardage and be like, oh, he's nowhere near all these other guys. But at that point, he was doing so much with his legs. It's almost all in one package. So if you look at last week's game, yeah, he had 200-some passing yards. But when you rush for 150, to me, it's total yardage. So that's still 350-plus yards. I don't care if it comes from your feet or throwing it, and you're still getting in the end zone. So his, his production is, is unreal. And I just like his poise. Anytime he's at the podium, anytime he's talking, 
Um, he just he seems really composed and he's all, he's all there. I just think he's a whole package. Yeah, it seems like he's in control. And like I said, you add Mark Ingram in the backfield, um, trouble. They love zone reads. They love the fly sweep motion. Hey, they just like to get you moving and thinking. Another matchup, the Ravens secondary versus the Seattle Seahawks wide receivers. So we all know Marlon Humphrey, Mr. Hands, putting hands mm-hmm. on Odell Beckham. He's their leading cornerback over there. Other cornerbacks have struggled. Uh, Anthony Averett, if I'm saying his name right, um, he struggled a bit. So what do they do? They bring in a Marcus Peters, which I like the move. I think change is good for some guys. And Marcus Peters wore his welcome out with the Rams, a lot of things going on in the locker room. Boom, now he's in Baltimore. And then you throw a, a future Hall of Famer pro bowler in the back end at the safety spot and Earl Thomas to try to hold it down. I mean, this might be – one of the most talented secondaries that this young receiver group has seen so far this year. Yeah, for sure. When you when you add a Marcus Peters in there, which is definitely makes them kind of the complete package, like you said, because Humphrey's playing great ball. Earl Thomas in his first year in uh, Baltimore, he's got 19 tackles, a couple pass defenses, and uh, interceptions. So we, <laughs> everyone in Seattle knows what they can get for number 29, for sure. So it's definitely going to be a tough matchup for our wide receivers. It'll be interesting, though how Marcus Peters adjusts to that secondary and that defense. I mean, to come in midweek, and even Earl alluded to early in the season that their defense is, their scheme is difficult to learn. So it'll be interesting to see if they kind of dump things down for him in his first week coming off of only a couple days in the organization. Difficult to learn, and Marcus Peters, he just wants to play man. Mm -hmm. And if this defense is difficult to learn, something tells me they're not going to be playing a whole bunch of man. But good coaches will dumb it down when you get a talent like Marcus Peters in there. Another matchup, Chris Carson versus the Ravens front seven. Chris Carson totaled his ninth 100-yard rushing game. It was his third in a row. That's tying the longest streak of his career. He finished 2018 with three straight rushing yards, excuse me, three straight games with 100 rushing yards. Um, it's so important that the Seahawks get him going, get him going early. I mean, it's going to be you got, we got a run team versus a run team. If you're if you don't love football, like really love football, this game could be boring to you. Yeah. You know, there's not gonna be forty passes here, thirty passes there. This is gonna be a Dave Wyman mm-hmm. type of game. You know, three well, I don't think it's gonna be three to six or three to nine. No, those are discussion points, but still it's gonna be a different kind of look. It's not gonna be uh, Kansas City versus like a New Orleans type team or the last week, Kansas City Houston. Yeah, it's going to be a grinder, and I'm excited. I think it's this is going to be a good challenge because this is just a different team coming in here that the Seahawks are going to face. Um, we haven't faced a mobile quarterback this year, so we'll learn a little bit more about ourselves as we go. Our path to victory, we have to create turnovers. We have to build off of what we did last week. KJ had a pick. Tedrick had a pick. Flowers had his first pick. Um, was a Anza or Clowney recovered the fumble. Anza stripped it and recovered. Anza stripped it and recovered it. The defense, get your identity going. I believe in you right now. Like we mentioned earlier, we got to stop the run. Make him a passer, right? Sounds like we are talking about Russell Wilson back in the day. Stop the run. Make him a passer, right? Make him do what people think he isn't comfortable doing, but I think he can toss the ball as well. But I trust I trust us against the pass rather than the run. If he gets a groove going and he's got some, he's got some rhythm, him and Mark Ingram in the backfield, that could be trouble. Uh, like we just said, contain, contain Lamar Jackson. It's all about him. Hey, quick, uh, quick, quick fact okay. about the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. They got three Heisman Trophy winners on their roster. That's wild. RG3, Lamar, and Mark Ingram. I um, forgot about RG3. Right? That's wild. Imagine with those conversations. Like, who's the best 
Heisman Trophy winner out of those three. Oh, not, man. Not, not their their NFL career, college. If I'm just talking college, it's, it's RG3, I think, RG3, right? He right? was so electric, man. Even his first couple years in the league, his he's they got similar top-end speed, but RG3 could stand in there and sling it. He was one at, at Baylor. He he turned that program around. He's one of the best guys I've ever seen in college football. Man, if he didn't get hurt, I can imagine the possibilities of RG3. It, that quarterback room, I mean, especially just because they had such similar styles, so it's probably good for RG3 to be in there almost as like kind of a mentor talking about because if you're going to run that ball that much, you're going to get hit. Yep. And RG3 is probably the number one person to talk to about trying to pre- self-preservation, if you will, you know what I'm saying? RG, he's got to be dropping some knowledge, man. Get out of bounds, you know, get your butt down. Mm-hmm. And Lamar doesn't seem like a guy who wants to get out of bounds or get his butt down, so hopefully he will uh, learn to do that. The last one I say, take care of home field. All right, playoff teams win games at home. We've already lost our first uh, September game in the Pete Carroll era at home. Let's not repeat that. We're playing good football. You take care of the house. The 12s will rally behind you and get behind you. Let's just do what it is we're supposed to do. Take care of the house, baby. Yes, sir. Well, that is the preview edition week seven. The Ravens are coming to town. Earl's coming to town. Marcus Peters is coming to town. Lamar is coming to town. Let's see how we handle this. It's been real. I'm your host, Michael Bumpus, along with my producer, Nasa Chobie. We'll see you next time.